TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Yes, indeed. It is the get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatuli here with you alongside Blake Elliott. Yes, Arsky. Thanks. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Oh, voice crack. You good? You, wanna, you, you all right? Everything good over there? <laughs> I feel like we're going to get to talking that, about that here in a second. Appreciate you rolling with us on a Monday after Super Bowl Sunday here on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers 105 through the fan. Uh, appreciate you uh, tuning in to uh, the fan right now as Blake continues to get himself settled in. Uh, we got you till 11 as we typically do, and we want you to get involved all evening long here by texting into the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. You can also see us smiling right back at you on by searching 105 through the fan on YouTube that YouTube page a uh, lot of activity from the week that has been the you know obviously leading up to Super Bowl the guys were out there in Radio Row in Vegas a lot of fun videos go back and see what they were right about what they were wrong about those types of things a lot of fun there as well or you can also see us at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan shout out to all you folks fine folks there looking at us oh also shout out to uh, Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. Shout but, out, uh, Ross. Go ahead and get involved right now. Text into the truckwreck.com. Text line 877-881-1053. What was your big game experience like watching the Kansas City Chiefs get an overtime win 26-22 over the San Francisco 49ers? I imagine a lot of folks in the Metroplex real happy about that result. If for no other reason than um, the Niners did not win and, you know, the Cowboys still have a Super Bowl championship more recently than the San Francisco 49ers, or maybe the folks that are just you know, decided to you know graft onto the Kansas City Chiefs because they were at one point the Dallas Texans, right? Like whatever whatever way you needed to get yourself a little bit of happiness on Super Bowl Sunday, let us know what that was. But also, what was your experience like out at uh or during the big game? Because I imagine that is contributing to what what's got Blake sounding like a toad as we start this program this evening. Yeah, um, if you can't tell, voice is a little hoarse, guys. So bear with me. Um, I had a great time, Reggie. Really? Um, Doesn't sound like it. No, I, honestly, ten out of ten. I, uh, <laughs> I, ten out of ten. I, out of all I'm the convinced, all, all the Tolos that were that were with me last week. You remember me talking about spitting game, going to party, talking about cover two, drop zones, all that played into action, guys. Oh, you spitting game? Oh, I was spitting game. Good for you. It was, it was it, went to the homies' crib. A good little reunion. Saw some of my best friends. Got to watch the game. TV was blaring. I'm a TV blare kind of guy. I want it max volume. I want to hear the bass. I want to hear the crowd roaring. I don't want the low sound. Cause I Wait, was- you doing the Super Bowl party like you in a club? Yes. Oh, that, okay. That, All right. That's how I enjoy watching football is to its highest capacity. And so the TV's blaring. And so I was blocking out. 
other people that didn't know what was going on about the ball. I, like I told you I was going to do. Yeah, that's if, fair. You if d- people didn't, people were, oh, what's, what are they doing here? So, was I, there a lot of people that didn't know? Yeah, there was, there was a couple non-ball mm, numbers. Okay. And there was some, um, I think I think the Chiefs turned the ball over. And she was like, why did Purdy do that? And I was like, ah, oh, it's plays for the 49ers. He clearly wanted to do that, right. He plays for the 49ers. He just wanted to prove the haters right. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but I, I wasn't mean to anybody. I, Good. I, I was just like, hey, Good. well, he plays for this team. He does this. But second half, because let's be honest, Reggie. First half, a little bit of a snooze fest. Little, I enjoyed it a little, but so, I'm the I'm the dork that's like, yo, this this defense real good right now. I, I enjoyed the defense as well. I'm just saying, for like a Super Bowl and a bunch sure, of people who don't sure. watch football, they're like, yeah. it was easy to tune out. Is what I'm saying. If no, that's like, absolutely fair. If you don't like football, it was easy to tune out. I was still locked in, but it was just a great overall experience. I got to see people I hadn't seen in a long time. Uh, good queso. Good. Uh, we had some of these Hawaiian sliders. Shout out to Emma, and they had a little garlic on them. Uh, swish and cheddar and ham on them. And That's what I'm talking about. Guacamole, nachos. Yes, sir. The whole nine. So yes, sir. It was just a. It was. It was an um, euphoric situation. <laughs> Stop laughing. I can't me. help it, dog. Like you are going to have to wear Super Bowl Sunday like a battle, like a, like a badge of honor, battle yeah. scars for and you throughout the course of this four hour broadcast. In fact, like I'm already praying for you. I don't know. Do we need to? Do we need to? Uh, especially since we saw a whole bunch of ads. Do we need to like DoorDash you some tea I, or I, something? I, I got the cough drops over there. I'm gonna oh, the go. cough drops ain't enough, baby. Also, um. you probably have like regular. Cough drops here. Let me put you on game real quick. Okay. Power mints. Diana right. Power mints. Uh, I know I have a I have a friend from uh, who's a Trinidadian. Uh, so Trinidad and Tobago, they got these real strong mints. Your halls, your Ricolas, they not hidden for what the Diana's Power mints are. Okay. Now of course you can't just pick that up at your local oh, uh, not, pharmacy. Not a, no OTC. No, you got You got to order that one okay. uh, on the interwebs. But when that comes through, buddy. You'll know what I'm talking about. So I, I can't really do nothing for you right now, but for future reference, that's the way to go. I appreciate it. I think what contributes to it, guys, if I'm being um, translucent, is that the word? Transparent. But, Trans- I mean, I uh, it's, in, it's in the same family. <laughs> we got what you meant. See through. We got what you meant. Yeah. Um, I was at the game, and I told this to Reggie before. We were doing a bunch of betting on the coin toss, on the, on the length of the national anthem, on the first turnover. And let's just say I got all three wrong to start the game, and every time you got it wrong, you had to take a shot. And oh, oh there no. was some other drinking games going on during the out the game. Oh, so y'all was having different kinds we, of fun. We, we made the game fun. And let's just let's say when halftime happened before the Usher show, let's just say Blake was getting emotional. Pause, pause the music, turn it off, made a whole speech. I gave a I gave a no, you didn't. I, I love you guys speech. Y'all are the best. One, one of those. So. And I, you and you got you got football analysis after that because it sounds like you were gone, buddy. No, no, no. I was chilling. I, I locked in, but okay, very good. <laughs> I, I got some football I know, analysis for y'all. When you get to the like, guys, I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like you are you are no longer useful to anybody. Like typically for me personally, <laughs> as someone who does not go hard on uh on the alcohol, right? If I if I'm around folks when they start getting to the I love you, I'm like, all right, I got to take care of somebody right now. Yeah. Like the, it, the, it wasn't like a falling over, like you guys are the best. It was like I appreciate you guys for showing up. Y'all are good friends. It was it was a serious speech. Very good. I saw, uh, I saw a tear fall. Yeah, so. continue to let us know what what your uh, big day, big uh, game uh, Sunday looked like. What was your experience watching the game? You're right. The first half was not like it didn't provide you a lot of excitement, especially if you're not a dork who's like, yo, look at this, look at the coverage that they're running out here. Look at look at oh my goodness, San Francisco actually getting pressure before. If you're not yeah. that dork. Um, yeah, you're just sitting here like, yo, where, where's the offense, right? Especially because this is you are watching a game and probably the most mixed company that you were going to watch a football game with in all season. 
And so there's if everybody not having a good time, it's a little bit harder to have a good time in that regard. And, uh, you know, the 3-0 game that you were looking at for a little bit was not helping in that regard. We turn again to the truckwreck.com text line where from the 817 they say, we hosted a small get-together with some friends, made street tacos, ooh, and homemade crunch wrap Supremes with the fire-roasted queso. I was glad Mahomes took another step to knock off Brady as the GOAT. Okay, cool. So like sounds like y'all took care of the food. Y'all had a good time there. Um, and from the 817, another 817, they also said, Reggie, can I get a quick shout-out for my sister, Robin Harris, who is celebrating her 41st birthday tomorrow. So shout-out to Robin. Shout um, out. Now, for me, I've got to tell you, um, if you can, if you have this available to you, Go watch the Super Bowl with a former athlete. Apparently, that's a really great experience, right? Former athlete hosts a Super Bowl party. Going to have a lot of fun. If, if that's in your bag and available, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Derek Holland for being so generous, allowing uh, me to come over, hang out with him and a lot of his friends as they watch the Super Bowl. Because that man took care of us, brother. He took care of us. Uh, obviously, big TV. It's a fridge stocked full of drinks. Mm-hmm. Brisket. Mm-hmm. Fresh made burgers. Queso? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, a queso with venison oh, yeah. in it. Ah, you got the, me. the man took care of us, buddy. The man took, and that's just the beginning of the offerings on the evening. The man took care of us, uh, and so a lot of fun. Uh, everybody had a good time, good watching, good watching of the, and really uh, satisfied stomachs. Yeah. So I, I had a blast and got to hang out with obviously some cool folks, as of course Derek Holland, big uh, presence here on the fan, great guy, and always fun, and so. Big appreciation to him uh, because, look, in the moments where maybe the game was less fun, everybody could just always just, you know, go play some cornhole, mm. eat some food, mm. right, chop it up, and then come back around to the game when it when it got real interesting. Now, of course, you know me. I was still sitting on the couch watching yeah. like the dork that I am. Yeah. But, you know, hey, like, it, it's fun nonetheless. Um, let's I, see. I think my favorite is the rotating of people, of, like, their seating arrangements. Like, everyone Ooh, starts yes. at a spot. And, like, I was in the recliner at first, and then there's people standing on the couch. The next thing you know, people who aren't really watching are in the kitchen getting food, and then all the guys end up taking the couch. And then there's that, a couple girls that start getting those side chairs that are really watching, and then they get the couch. And then there's a lot of rotating that goes on. And then the fourth quarter, you see who's really locked in and who's sitting there. Yeah, I feel like th- that's a good point as well. Like, a, a Super Bowl party, I don't think is often everybody just sitting in one place. I Never. feel like you... If there's enough people, you mingle, you move around. That ends up being a fun way that this go that people go about this. Uh, let's see. From the 214, they say the drizzle and hatchy. Shout out to you. Grilled wings, delicious. Chicken queso, Ooh. beans. Mm-hmm. And uh, the front runner's arch nemesis missed out on their sixth ring. So there you go. Um, again, another person that is dancing on the, I guess, proverbial Super Bowl grave of the San Francisco 49ers as Ross gives me a double thumbs up. Speaking of... Ross, what what was your experience like over there? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, I I watched it with a friend over at my place. Uh, one of my roommates was going over to his uncle's to go watch it, and I was like, "See, I want to, but I had to work last night." Ah. So I was like, "If I go somewhere, that's pretty much the end of it." So I was like, "You know what? I'll just hang out here with one of my roommates, chill, and then I watched the end of the game in the parking garage here at Odyssey." Oh, you loved it. You love to see it, right? The real hustle. Of the, the you know, lower on the totem pole radio employee. We appreciate your hard work, Ross, uh, for keeping this thing going. See, now this is where it's interesting. I want to know about these folks from the 214. Shout out to the homie, pastry chef Eric of Baltimore. Um, he said, we had the broadcast on the Nickelodeon 
yeah. broadcast. They said it was fun with the kids. Now, I was super intrigued by what happened there. I saw at one point Sandy Cheeks yeah. was the sideline reporter. Uh-huh. Uh, now, this is one of the, the few instances where I was like, damn, if I was at home, I would be able to get this and like see what the Nickelodeon experience was. Because I was actually very intrigued by what that ultimately looked like. I, I, cl- I clicked on it for a second. Um, I, I was able to withhold the remote and grab it. Oh, wow. And, okay. And I changed it on it in the third quarter for about three minutes, and everyone was uh, pretty inclined to change it back to the regular. So it was cool. I think the the broadcasters don't bring as much to the game, mm. so it's a little bit harder. Don't get me wrong. Who I was on the broadcast? Nate. Was Nate Burleson yeah, still I doing Because I saw him at halftime, and I was like, he must not be and, doing the Nickelodeon. And Nate's great. Do he not, is. Do not get me wrong, but it's just there's, there's, there's a certain – persona that we've associated with the Super Bowl and the grandness of it. And um, I thought the theatrics were cool, but I don't know if I'd watch the whole Super Bowl. But I'm sure the kids, it's a great way to integrate the kids. And I heard it, it got a good overall response. And they were doing like the celebrities in the crowd and giving them like different names and stuff like that. Yeah, it was like LeBron James. Yeah. I saw that one. That yeah. was the one that I committed to memory. But there was quite a few of them. I appreciate them trying to make it fun for the kids. Um, I kind of, uh, as I continue my, or as I begin my nitpick, of the broadcast itself, because every t- every time we get the Super Bowl, we get like you know the first look at that that broadcaster's new uh, new what is it called the the lower th- not the lower thirds oh, the, the uh, score bug the score oh, bug my right gosh. I tweeted about it. it was terrible it stinks it the, was the new CBS score bug which you can look forward to all the way through next season it honestly doesn't look that bad if they didn't pick Ariel as a font yeah like why it just felt very bland yeah why That's are we exactly doing what this I thought. the yeah, most are... bland font possible yeah, i literally tweeted it feels like a tuesday jags versus titans on at noon yeah. like that didn't feel grand at all i was like why, why are we using a font from like high school <laughs> uh you know essays like this doesn't this doesn't look good it doesn't look befitting of the graphic but Whatever, man. I, I thought the broadcast itself was pretty fun all the way uh, across. Uh, I, I thought Romo did a solid job, even though I know that Romo ends up being kind of like a, a, a target of, you know, what'd you, people's what'd you th- ire. What would you think about his call with Bucker about to kick the game time field? It was like, this couldn't be the game. The way the game ends, like if he misses this, he was like almost like jinxing it, and then he just knocked it through. I was like, why would you That's, say that? He's, he's building <laughs> excitement, right? Like, the game's not going to end like this, is it? He's not going to miss. Building excitement. That's the way that Tony seems to do it is like he asks some questions at times and you know what I appreciated in that moment yeah um let's see from the from the 469 they said to watch the game with their 18 year old daughter just her and uh them uh wait let's see and should be leaving for the University of Arkansas soon she really enjoyed the game and I enjoyed our time that's dope getting to spend it with someone you love I appreciate that this is interesting from the 214 fell asleep didn't watch the game best sleep I've had a long time I wonder how people text how many people because I know some people were like yo I'm out I'm out on this Super Bowl, especially if you did not have someone to root for, or particularly if you did not like both of these teams. I wonder how many people actually just stood by their word and stood on business and decided I am I am abstaining from this game. Uh, yeah, if it, it feels like whether you like these teams or not, that it's probably in your best interest to watch. It's kind of like a culture th- cultural thing as Americans to watch the Super Bowl. But you know, to each their own. If you wonder, I wonder if you didn't watch the Super Bowl, what did you do? Did you go to sleep? Did you read a book? As you rewatch the Mavs game, um, a lot of good things you could have done, but I I would feel inclined that a lot of people in America did. I don't, I don't think we've gotten the ratings yet, right? We haven't gotten the how many people watched. The Super Bowl I have not seen it, but I'll, okay. I'll dig for that as we continue through the broad or throughout the broadcast right now here on the Get Right. All right, we've done a lot of what was your game like? Uh, I was sick and watched it alone. Dang, that stinks, Tim. Tim uh, from the nine four zero. Um, hope you feel better. But yeah, let's let's get into it. Let's get into the game itself. We talked about the experiences around it. 
Uh, we didn't talk about halftime. We'll talk about that later in the game or later in the show. I'm mixing the words game and broadcast. But at 9 p.m., we'll talk about the halftime show, where, that, where it ranks, where it stacks up, what our experiences of it were. But coming up next, who are you most impressed with in this game? There's a lot of people that you could probably point to. In fact, I was, you know, a little bit wondering who they would ultimately hand the MVP trophy to. But who are you most impressed with in this Kansas City Chiefs win 26 over 26-22 uh, over the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl? We'll discuss it next here on The Get Right on 105 Through the Fan. Tommy Townsend is set to punt inside the Kansas City 25. The punt will come from our right to our left. It's a knee-high long snap, a right-footed punt. And here is the ball landing in front of Ray Ray McLeod who gets it out of... Oh, he fumbled! He had the ball and he fumbled it at the 17! The Chiefs have recovered! Oh, calamity! What a call. A huge turnover in this in that Super Bowl. Um, one of the many. There was quite a few turnovers in this game. And that one ended up being a big one as the Kansas City Chiefs won 25-22. I think I said 26-22 earlier. 25-22 uh, over the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 58. Uh, who are you impressed by in this game? It's get right right here on 105 Through the Fan. Reginald Atatula here with you alongside Blake Elliott. Yes, we got Ross Lebinski on the ones and twos and you rolling with us. Here on a Monday after the Super Bowl, uh, I, I mean, and also shout out to all the folks out there who are continuing to text in on the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053, about their experience watching the game, um, especially the folks that, you know, had to do a little bit of work uh, from the, um, let's see, of course I lost it, from the 469, host every year, always miss a lot of the first half, glad the second half was more entertaining, Pre- always appreciate the folks that host because that's a thankless job, you know, you get in there, get all this food together. And then people come hang out and then leave, and now you got mess to clean up. Uh, but shout out to you, and shout out to the five one two who says they run a run a pizza store. Uh, busiest day of the year for them. Wasn't able to watch. Watch the condensed version on YouTube afterwards. So shout out to you. But yeah, man, who were you most impressed uh, with in this game, Blake? Because I mean, obviously, Super Bowl MVP is uh, Patrick Mahomes. You kind of understand how this happens, particularly when you have the game winning drive in overtime, but there's a lot of people that you could look to when you talk about who you're impressed with, including people on the San Francisco 49ers in what wasn't a wasn't a bad game for them. No, 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 it wasn't. I'm glad you highlighted the Patrick Mahomes did amazing. We kind of all expected that. He is the GOAT right now, currently, like playing. like That, that one's pretty solidified that he's the best player in our game right now, so I'm going to uh, skip over him. To me, the person that the reason they really won this game and was making play after play it really goes one and two, and I'm going to name both of them. They're really 1A, 1B for me. 1A is Chris Jones. He was wrecking plays left and right, and when it was when it became crucial, he was wrecking plays. Late in that game, third down, fourth down, the one where they were trying to get it to Jawan Jennings in the back of the end zone in overtime, when they were trying to get it uh, to Jawan Jennings again on a slant route in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Chris Jones wrecked both of those plays where he was getting inside of the interior. One was a missed assignment, and then one was he was just wrecking, wrecking shop and made Brock Purdy get off his spot and wasn't able to uh, zone in and, and look down his target and make a bullet pass. He kind of had to fade off his back foot, and there, one was in the dirt, and then one went out of bounds. So Yeah, I mean, Chris, jo- Chris Jones was fantastic, and I've, I think you could use Chris Jones to expand a little bit and speak to the ways in which the defensive line yeah. in general, like the likes of George Karloftis, yeah. who in certain plays is like extending, running out to the outside and not allowing – one, you know, one of the men, many vaunted running options for the Chiefs or for the Niners, rather, to get the edge, to get the corner, continuing to funnel guys back inside. 
no, he did a fantastic job in that as well. So the, both of them did a great job. And you mentioned later in the game, one of the things about the Niners is they they did not have a ton of difficulty moving the ball or like passing the ball unless they there's pressure, right? And you could see that pressure mount in a way. And some of that was also like Steve Spagnola blitzing and particularly, you know, blitzing and getting free rushers. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, you absolutely have to give a lot of credit to the defensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, another a name that I wanted to bring up, and, of course, you could probably expand this to start talking about the rest of his unit as well. Hello, Trent McDuffie. Yeah, that was my other guy. Right, Trent McDuffie, fantastic in coverage. In fact, you, I remember vividly the one play over the over the middle and damn near in actually into the end zone, Debo, where he completely blankets Debo to the point where his hand is right just a few inches above where Debo okay. Samuel's hand is. Does a little bit of you know some pro uh, pro defensive back mm-hmm. uh, you know technique where he's holding the offhand but doing it in such a way where it's close to the body and it's probably not flaggable. At least it's going to be difficult for They're a full referee to see that. And, of course, just gets the elevation. And, of course, that's not the only play, but it's just one that illustrates just how good Trent McDuffie has been for this team all year mm-hmm. and specifically in this game, making it so that in the instances where you you didn't get the pressure on the front line and Brock Purdy actually gets the ball out, he is not throwing it to booty butt naked open wide receivers in certain instances. And, of course, this extends to all of the great man coverage cornerbacks that these uh, these not, or rather Chiefs have. But Trent McDuffie was the one who showed up in, a, in a, maybe the biggest way or maybe the most notable way for the viewer. Trent McDuffie was awesome in yeah, this game. Yeah, Trent, Trent was the other guy I was going to. Like three pass deflection, two QB hits, was blanketing um, the star receivers for, Kansas, or for the 49ers all game. Think about it. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle combined all under 100 yards. Like, any one of those weeks, all one of those guys could go for 100 yards. And the fact that Tremon Duffy and Legereus Snead, who also I think had a pretty good game, but more so McDuffie, he was just a guy you could throw out there and man and feel okay with that. And that's very important with Spagnola with how he likes to play and blitz. Guys are going to be exposed on the back end. And if you don't have good man corners, especially against a Debo Samuel and a Brandon Ayuk and McCaffrey, and Kittle, guys that can run really good routes, you got to have guys that can man up with them. And I thought McDuffie did a fantastic job. My favorite was that third and four, I want to say it was in the fourth quarter, where he was faking like he was going to play coverage. Yes. And did the little one-two rock step and then took off right for Brock Purdy. Brock. And when you say that one-two rock step, like to to give it more illustration, he, he he's backpedaling. Yes. Right? It and looks so like he's dropping into coverage. It looks like he's dropping into coverage just well enough, and he times it just perfect enough. So he hits that one-two, hits that back foot, and drives forward, Nobody so he's still he's still moving forward on the snap, but he's given enough of an image to the quarterback that he is in coverage, so that Brock Purdy is not looking Left there. Left tackle is not looking there. Nobody covers him. He gets a free hit on maybe the most crucial play of the game. To be completely honest, like they're marching on the field, they're about to go maybe kick a field goal to win it and bleed out the clock or score a touchdown. This is that last drive of the fourth quarter, and you make Brock Purdy throw it in the dirt, give Patrick Mahomes a chance to go kick that field goal and tie it up, send it in overtime. So. I thought Trent McDuffie was great in rushing, was great in coverage, was just great overall. Honestly, him and Chris Jones can co-MVP it for people that I thought was made the most important. I, I thought McDuffie was amazing. Real quick, was uh, the play you're talking about, was that the play where Brock Purdy uh... – threw a ball and sailed it over a 49er receiver that was like in the end zone, like had a step on his guy. That was where Chris Jones went and they missed a block assignment. They were towards the goal line. McDuffie was also in good coverage. I was talking, they were kind of in the middle of the field. I think it was third and four and they were driving and Brandon Ayuk and Jawan Jennings were both running like a double slant concept. 
and uh, or double crosser concept, I should say. And he just had to throw it in the dirt because literally McDuffie came screaming at him. Uh, so uh, continue to send us in. Who were you impressed at in this game? And to make this more balanced, because obviously we could just, you know, big up the Chiefs all game and it'd be completely fair to do that. I also want to acknowledge the ways in which the San Francisco Niners, uh, 49ers played a good game. And one of the guys that you have to bring up when you do that is Jawan Jennings. Yeah. It was the Jawan Jennings game. He was about to win Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> right. Uh, he was he was looking fantastic. He was doing a lot of the things that you expect from some other guys in that offense. At times he looked like he was the Ayuk substitute. At times he looked like even uh, the, the uh, Debo Samuel substitute. And that's things that we saw during the season. Kyle Shanahan run him out there and do it. And you'd be like, Kyle, what are you doing? Right? Just have Debo do those things. Or understand that Debo is the one who can do those things. You probably cannot get those same things out of Juwan Jennings. Juwan Jennings, you trusted him. And he showed up big for you. Yeah. Becoming only the second player in Super Bowl history to pass for and receive a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously following after Nick Foles when they had that Philly special thing going when he uh, was a quarterback that, and when they won at the championship. But, man, Juwan Jennings seemed to be everywhere and was one of the most effective receiving options that uh, Brock Purdy and the Niners actually had. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Juwan Jennings, it was he was making some crazy plays. That touchdown was just – when I watched that, Reggie, I was like, that's just a guy that wants it. That's a guy that understands the moment. He could have been stopped early, stayed up, and then obviously on the trick play to McCaffrey was nice, and he was making some timely catches. Third and Jawan, they've been saying it all season. Um, another guy I want to highlight, Isaiah Pacheco. May not put the box score numbers up. They were like, he's the rushing champion, but he had some really timely runs, especially in the second half, and staying consistent with the game plan. Had some really good chip blocks, some good pass pro, and he becomes just the second running back in NFL, or actually the first running back in NFL history to start in his first two season, two Super Bowls and win them both because we've had some guys that have backed up or not won two Super Bowls. So back-to-back seasons, he has been the starting running back in his first two years and won the Super Bowl, becomes the first running back ever. He finished with eight or 18 uh, rushes for 59 yards. Didn't get a touchdown, but I thought played a really good game all around. Uh, from the 972, Carlofta seemed like he was all over the place. Yeah, including a fumble recovery, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, Carlofta's Car- is another one of those young ga- young cats that they have like utilized their uh, draft capital and their capital on that has you know, paid dividends for them as they've kind of tr- pivoted to making sure that that defense was a leading fast for them. Him, I mean, we mentioned some of the guys that mattered there, and Trent McDuffie, him, uh, George Karloftis, uh, Leo Chanel, another one who played fantastic in this game with his effort and his range. Uh, we You mentioned a running back, and it's kind of crazy that we mentioned Isaiah Pacheco and did not mention Christian McCaffrey, a guy who even in a loss still looked like you look at the box score and he was at the top of the rushing and the receiving for the Niners. Like yeah. It just speaks to just how integral he is to what they do. Um, and it felt crazy because you look at 22 carries for him for 80 yards, and people still look at it and go, it feels like you could have used him more, right? Yeah. In addition to eight catches for 80 yards and a touchdown in this game, Christian McCaffrey just – he is the foundation of what the Niners do. Yeah, he, he was everything for them. I got to give Brock a little bit of respect. I, I told this to Reggie before the show. I I didn't expect Brock to play this well. Not saying he played lights out and should be Super Bowl MVP, but I thought he played a, a, a pretty good game. The box score, you know, he went 23 for 38, so got a um, QBR of 69, 80. Nice. 89 rating, so an all right game, but I, I thought he made some pretty timely throws. I thought his, his O-line let him down a lot, which sure. we kind of hinted at with with um, that pass rush that was getting there. He was running for his life a good amount of times. But 
when he had time, especially in that first half. And even late in the game, he was making some plays I thought were good for him. I don't know if he was making the extra plays. Like, the, it's not there. What can you find? But the, the ones that were there, I thought he was dotting them up and doing a good job moving the ball down the field. What did you, what did you make of uh, McCall Hardman? Being on the Jets. Well, b- before you move to McCole Harmon, because uh-huh. I do, but I do want to stop because like Brock Purdy ends up being a big one, right? Um, this is going to really depend. Your mileage may vary depending on where you came in mm-hmm. with Brock Purdy, right? And so on the truckwreck.com text line from the 682, I've been a Purdy hater, but he impressed me. Still don't believe he's a great, has a great deal of talent, but he seems to have an it factor. That's from the 682. You know, there's a lot of people that like the conversation. Brock Purdy has been a topic of, converse, of conversation in barbershops all across America, right? Yeah. On, on, in, addition, top. In, addition, in addition to TV, right? Like in all sorts of sports, television and radio. Um, I mean, he's, I think it's very clear. Um, well, I guess I say that and it's, it's going to be something that's a conversation continuing, but it's evident that he can play the game, right? Like, he is not a bad quarterback. You're not, and some of this is because, uh, some of this is we can kill the Mr. Irrelevant framing on this because he clearly has talent um, to play the game and he's capable of getting the ball where it needs to be. But, yeah, no, like, this is this is an elite defense and I don't think it's going to be fair to be able to look at him. Well, specifically, obviously, we can't look at anybody within the context of Patrick Mahomes, and that's kind of some of what you have here is like, you know, back-to-back with that. You're coming off of a drive, and then Pat comes in, and then you have to come in and follow him. But, I mean, he's also not he's, – he's not quite the guy that's just going to change a game single-handedly. And I know that's funny to say after you have a couple of playoff games where he had to make a, a play in those drives late, but I, I think it was evident the, the ways the, and the places in which that kind of – you know, comes a little bit short. And what, what was your confidence on those last two drives versus Mahomes versus Purdy? And I think that that said a lot to me. I was like, oh, Mahomes is and uh, he gonna do this? And this that's such done. an unfair framing. I'm not trying to do that to the man because <laughs> he was done. he was very he was incredibly solid, right? Yeah. And it feels like this is the tough thing about Brock Purdy is that anything I say about him is going to feel like it's tinted one way or the other, right? So saying he's incredible solid, I almost feel like there's gonna be a lot of people listening right now that hear that as me like trying to. Um, you know, push him down a little bit. Yeah. No, nah, man, like there's, there's a, nothing but props over here. It didn't feel like he did very much wrong. He did one of the things that I expect from Brock Purdy, though. He threw an interceptable ball. But, you know, there's other quarterbacks that do that. Hello, Josh Allen. And I'm going to give him a lot of praise yeah. for his level of play. So uh, I think I can only remember the one that he threw that was really interceptable. And outside of that, he seemed to protect the ball pretty well, um, seemed to get the ball where it needed to go a decent amount. Like, I, I don't know that you can expect – uh, very much more out of him, but at the same time, like when 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 the circumstances did not present themselves, uh, he tried to use his legs and he didn't get a ton out of that. But yeah. of course, I don't know how much of that I want to blame on him and how much I want to praise the the Chiefs' defense for really rallying to the football. So yeah, it, I mean, I, I was I was largely impressed by what he did. It, it just depends what lens you're looking at. There's really no right answer with it. If he was on the Saints and they went eight and nine, I don't think anyone's really having that much of a discussion. But he is on a really good team. They consistently is at the top of the standings, makes it far in the playoffs, so he's held to a higher standard. And therefore, compared to Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts and Dak and Mahomes and Lamar and those, whereas it might not be fair to him because he didn't get asked to be put in a situation. He's sure. just performed well, and I think he's a good, solid starting quarterback, definitely a top-10 quarterback. But I don't think he's like, oh, you just put it in his hands and you're good to go. It doesn't right. matter what you got around you. He's, right. He is doing well with what he has given. Um, there's some other guys I want to give flowers to. Like I said, McCall you mentioned Har- McCall Hartman. McCall yeah. Hartman on the Jets early the year, signed by the Chiefs mid-year, made some big catches. He only had three, but they were for 57 yards. Obviously, at the game ceiling one, 
I, I just thought he was he had the the, the deep bomb from um, Mahomes where it, that was the the longest pass that 52 yarder. They ended up fumbling with Pacheco a couple of plays later. But I thought McCall Hardman was a was a big help for them. Justin Watson had three for 54, and you saw them going to him. I kind of talked about it uh, yesterday with um, Medford. With, uh, Medford. And I was talking about there's got there's got to be someone else that steps up outside of Rasheed Rice that's catching some important um, balls and Justin Watson and McCall Harmon and Noah Gray stepped up. Yeah, uh, I mean, and you know those those tight ends have been involved a mm-hmm. decent amount in part because the wide receiving core was not all that trustworthy. And MVS too, I gotta right? Know, you got to touch. And you know what's funny about that is like you can give all those guys praise and you rightfully should, right? They ultimately came up with the ball. I I think that that's one of the places where we have to talk about how impressed I am with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs play calling. Obviously, that speaks to Andy Reid because all season long, we've seen them, we've seen all of the football world look at that wide receiving core and be like, yo, this is bad, right? And we've seen Patrick Mahomes lose his damn mind at at nobody in particular and everybody else involved, right? Just because he can't get out here and specifically yell at his wide receivers. But when push came to shove, he still trusted them boys, and ultimately they came up with it. And, like, I think that that's worth applauding, right? The idea is that, like, he still looks at those guys like, I need y'all. Yeah. Um, and and Andy Reid is still when drawing up plays. Tr- when that guy trusts yeah. you, you feel good. I mean, they, they got the turnover off the, off the fumble, off the punt that y'all heard coming back from break. And the very next play, it's MVS up the seam wide open. Like, that's a lot of trust in the Super Bowl for a guy that's been dropping it all season and came out big during the playoffs, and that's kind of what – separates the mind of a good quarterback versus great and why we talk about Patrick Mahomes in such a great light is he finds a way to elevate all these guys into another tier where I don't think you're hearing about Justin Watson and McCall Hardman having the impact as you saw when they were on other teams. They didn't have that impact. So it was, it was an interesting game to watch through and throughout. There was a lot of guys that stepped up. Um, you know, Dre Greenlaw hurt himself, which might have been a big hurt for the 49ers. Absolutely. That, Absolutely. Thinking, I think it's tore his Achilles. Yeah, did, sure t- did tear his Achilles, and it was nothing more than just kind of bouncing and getting himself ready to go on the field. It's Which just is, it's a freak accident. just the, the worst luck in that regard. And so you hate to see that for sure, but that's, that's one of the things that's a little bit tough to talk about when we're in these circumstances and just like talking about sp- in sports talk is like, look, man, we want to try and break this down to like the things that we can control and the things that we believe are controllable, but there is a luck aspect about playing sports in general, and especially when we have, like, small sample size stuff, luck is going to factor in, and there's, like, obviously the good fortune, and then there's the bad fortune of it. That was a really unfortunate thing that you can't really put on any – There's no, it's nobody's fault, and it's it really does stink. I mean, we lost a little bit of seeing some one of the great linebackers in this game right now playing in Dre Greenlaw, so. What, what, did you, what did you think about the kickers? Nobody missed a kick. And I thought Moody was going to miss – I, I did think Moody was going to miss The two longest kickers one. in Super Bowl history. Yeah. It? I, look, that's fair. <laughs> I, I couldn't get out of the segment without giving some some level of, uh, you know, applause to those kickers who lined up and nailed the kicks. Of the, I mean, the worst kick that I saw was Moody maybe pulling a little bit too much when wow. he's on the right hash, but it still had plenty of room to go through. I mean, great job by those guys, 55 and 57 yeah. as longs. Incredible job. Um, ultimately, a great game, I, I think, from my perspective, and particularly because of the way that it ended, but... 25-22, the Chiefs I, ultimately win it. I said 24-21, so I was one off. I think I said, what did I say, 24-17, yeah, I think, so, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Not that, look, I, I'm not going to pretend like, yo, I definitely knew. I was, I was just throwing it out there, but yeah. I think we both ended up relatively close, so good. Uh, feels good. There's more uh, more Super Bowl talk to be had through this evening of the Get Right, and we'll continue to come back to that as we go along. But we're coming up next, let's go around the NFL, hit some news and notes from the Super Bowl and the rest of the league. We'll do it next on The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side! A three-yard touchdown pass in overtime! Kansas City wins the game! 25-22! And the Chiefs' kingdom has started its own history class! So there you go. You heard the man. 25-22, the score in the final in Super Bowl 58. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for rolling with us on a Monday evening. Of course, we're, we're talking a lot of Super Bowl on the Monday after Super Bowl, but it's an active evening in the Metroplex as your Dallas Mavericks take on the Washington Wizards. Uh, obviously not a huge competitive game because that's they only have nine wins. They don't even have double-digit wins yet. However, um, it is in a, little, a, a very quick revenge game. Of sorts, yep. as Daniel Gafford was a man that you, you know, traded and acquired from the Washington Wizards. So you get a chance to see him against his old team and you get a chance to get more data points on these new look Mavericks. In fact, we'll talk about those new look Mavericks here in about 12 minutes. But before that, let's go around the NFL here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Um, I did tell you we were going to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl in addition to other things around the NFL. Let's begin with betting, as it seems like betting is overtaking the sports world in general. Well, Obviously, took my money yesterday. Oh, you put a little bit of money. I didn't, hit, I didn't hit nothing. Oh well, shame. I didn't hit nothing. Well, apparently, you not the only one, but the majority of folks had a good time when it came to betting. As you know, the house might not always win. Super Bowl Fifty Eight was actually a good day for the public, all the way around. With Kansas City winning over the Niners, you might remember the the Chiefs were underdogs. Mm-hmm. In this game, two-point underdogs at that. And also, um, the total was 46 and a half, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. So, a lot of the handle came in on Kansas City, which and the over, and both of those uh, end up hitting mm-hmm. in this regard. And according to Jay Cornegie, who's actually uh, you know vice president at Westgate Superbook, and we've had on this very program quite a few times, um, they you know the, the books lost on the game itself in that regard, right? It was a big swing having the Chiefs as underdogs, and they end up losing losing in that regard. Uh, the Sharps were on the Niners, and the public were on the Chiefs. And so 
the sharp money, you know, ended up losing, and the the public money and the trust in Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs ends up paying off. A lot of a uh, lot of folks at home were happy, and so I imagine a lot of folks in our listenership also happy picking the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, we we told you all week don't bet against Mahomes. He obviously showed why you don't do that. If if I'd have just bet on the game itself, probably would have made more money. I'm more of a player Pro- prop guy, which honestly I think is the more fun way to handle the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, for and the most just, part, it was a lot of Christian McCaffrey rushing touchdown, which didn't happen. Yeah, that's tough. A lot of uh, George Kittle fantasy points, who didn't touch the ball. Yeah, um, you know, just I, I didn't really predict um, MVS getting a touchdown and Jawan Jennings being the lead receiver. So, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know who could have. <laughs> to be completely honest, I do not know who could have. Um, but as we continue. To go around the NFL. How about this? Pittsburgh Steelers, who obviously they retain uh, Mike Tomlin. I know that there was a little talk last season that maybe maybe he stays. But they do. They get you know a new offensive coordinator. They're changing some things around there. And they released three players today. One of them is also um, a named, and this might be a name that you know, Mitchell Trubisky. Have yep. you heard of him? He gone. Yeah, so he is released from the Steelers. And, I mean, I'm going to pair this with a rumor that is out there. Justin Fields could be on Pittsburgh's radar mm-hmm. if the Bears are willing to trade him. So if the Bears are locked in on the idea of Caleb Williams. Which is seeming more and more like. Right? Maybe. And they're willing to trade. Would you like the idea of Justin Fields wearing the black and gold and playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers? It, it, it's decent. It's decent. I've also heard from the around the league that the Justin Fields to Atlanta is also a destination. I think he fits better in Atlanta personally. You know, I've been on that agenda. Since I started the show, um, but I, uh, he's got some good pass catchers in Deontay Johnson and George Pickens and Najee and Jalen Warren in the backfield and a really good defense. So I do think they are a quarterback away. I don't know if it fits as well as far as systems go. And with Arthur Smith being the OC, there's also yep. been talks about Ryan Tannehill uh, reuniting from the Tennessee days. Yep. So that's a, that's another name that might be there. Don't think Tannehill puts you over the edge. Really moves the needle for me personally, but he might be a good. Um, stopgap guy for you to figure it out since you don't have a high draft pick also been rumors about them moving up in the draft so yeah there's a lot of speculation on what they're going to do over there i don't think any of the quarterbacks on their roster they feel great about whether that's fields they're getting Tannehill, or moving up in the draft from the 682 they said tomlin retained the steelers not the other way around <laughs> i mean however you want to look at it baby ultimately he remains there as the head coach continuing to have his 500 or better seasons but yeah I, I think the thing that I find interesting about this is ultimately and they've they've fairly uh, they've pretty much said this out loud Kenny Pickett is done in that town he is he is done in that town and it's kind of amazing that it took them to this point in some ways but no they they've recognized Kenny Pickett not not the guy that you want to utilize and so it seems like they're you know at least if you rumors are to be believed and you know it, we are damn near in that time where it's lying season, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, all sorts of smoke things screen. are said out there for smoke screens or other reasons. But it's very apparent that quarterback and uh, some level of advancement in that realm is in the cards for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we continue around the NFL. Um, what, was, what was the other thing I wanted to get to? Because I did mention that. Um, oh, yes. Your Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. It is official. That Mike Zimmer is the defense coordinator and Dallas uh, with Zimmer agreed to terms. After today, it got a little spicy, the idea of Rex Ryan out there. Don't get me started on Rex. I was about to do a whole segment around that about when someone tells you no, (laughs) Rex Ryan. I don't believe it. Ah, 
think it's still up in the air. I think I got a chance, Reggie. I think I'm going to be in yeah. there. <laughs> it's so wild having one of your candidates be on TV because then he could jump on there and be like, no, I think that still, thing is still open. You're like, and everybody's just looking at the TV. like, And everybody on the TV is looking at him like, you want to tell us something or are you just going to keep up being out here passive aggressive? Even Schefter, he went on later to Pat McAfee and he was just kind of like, this was news to me as well. In the pre-show meeting, there was nothing discussed about this. And he just went on TV and said that it's still open. So I guess it's still open. So uh, we're not to speculate anymore. No, so at this point, and of course, some of this is also, we're, we're getting reporting in that, right? So Pelicero says that, and our friend Brian Broaddus also lets us know that this thing is done. Um, but yes, Mike Zimmer will be, it feels like the the third time I'm saying this, will be the head, or defensive coordinator, rather, mm-hmm. uh, of your Dallas uh, uh, Cowboys. Apparently it was the, from I think um, Ed and Pelicero and, and everyone kind of reporting that it was the Joneses being in the Super Bowl. Las Vegas, they kind of slowed Which, down. Which, how, how does that make you feel, the right, at this point? talks and that. They had to wait till they got back, and then that made me feel great. I noticed a lot of people weren't really talking about that, but now that you bring it up, I thought it. I just didn't know if I was alone, and that doesn't make me feel great that, like, they were, like, prioritizing that over the D.C. Like, you can you can have it done and have to be public news, but I would have loved for it already to be done, and then maybe you give it to the reporter, and maybe that's what happened, you know? Not behind those closed doors, but from what it seems, is like the, the, the talks had kind of halted a little bit or hadn't progressed as fast as we'd want because of them being in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's it's ends up being frustrating for Cowboys fans because it just feels like it falls in line with a, kind of a history of... Priorities. Yeah, yeah, and priorities not being in the right place, not priorities not being in the place of making sure that you win at all costs or, I mean, being being, you know, fully committed to the job of making sure that this team is great. Uh, but... Ultimately, they get the they get the job done, and at this point, you know it's I, I, a lot of people have come to terms with the idea that Jerry Jones and the Jones family run this team. You kind of have to just let that happen. But no, I imagine that that does not make a lot of people feel good Mm-mm. that you have those things. You know, even getting a job done in a place where it seems like everybody wants it to end up in this place still takes that level of that level of um, I don't know. Um, tension, that level of time to actually get it done. Yep, yep, yep. There you go. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk a little basketball. Your Dallas Mavericks in action right now lead 18-16 to at the AAC over the visiting Washington Wizards. But uh, they made some trades last week. We got to see the first iterations of P.J. Washington and Daniel Gafford in this team. What, what does this new-look Mavs look like? What are the expectations? What are the ceilings? What are the lows? Let's talk all the way through it, and we'll do it next right here on The Get Right on 105 Through the Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.